do you really need to niche down as a creative to be successful? All right, so the first topic we're gonna jump into, less is more. The answer is no, like you don't, you don't have to do anything you don't wanna do. But if you do niche down, it'll probably make your life a lot easier. It'll probably make your business a lot more successful. And I, I mean, of course I'm talking about it because I'm doing it right now. I've always struggled when people ask me what I do for a living or what I do, because I feel like it's always a trick question. I can never just answer that question like simply and plainly. Even as a teenager, when I was in high school, I kind of got the same question like, you know, Lamar, what do you want to do when you grow up? And every time I gave someone my answer, they would say, be more realistic. Every single time in high school, when I told someone what I wanted to do, which was make it to the NFL, I'm from Lakeland, Florida. For me, that was like a real goal. So in my mind, I'm like, if I do this, I do that, I'll make it to the NFL. Clearly, I didn't make it as a player, but everything I told everyone when I was in high school about making it to the NFL, I did it. I made it to the NFL as a photographer, videographer, and an editor. That, that's so funny, I'm talking about niching down, but when I made it to the NFL, I did photo, did video, and I was a full-time editor. That's three different things. So I kind of didn't pick a niche there neither, but it worked out. Needless to say, now I'm at a point in my life where I have to pick and it's more so because of my obligations as a father. There's nothing more important in the world to me than Malia and Jada. Those are my two daughters, girl, dad, proud father. All I want to do now is spend more time with my kids. And in order to do that, I need to be doing less work. I've always been afraid of just being good at one thing. And like I said before, it goes back to high school. Played football, I ran track, I played basketball. Track, I was pretty good. Football, I was pretty good. Basketball, I wasn't so good, but I stayed committed. I was a team player. I really couldn't hoop in high school. I mean, I can hoop now though. I give you, I give you a bucket now, but in high school, I just traveled a lot. I was super fast though. I just, I couldn't, the ball and me trying to run. But what I'm saying is there's a certain fear that comes with like being put in a box for me that I just, I couldn't get over. And I'm, I'm the guy that says fear is not real. If you're watching this, if you're listening to the podcast, you don't have to niche down and pick one thing. That's always what I thought it was, which is why I always stayed away from it. I'm almost a decade into doing everything I do. And I've never done just one or two things. Like I've done four or five, six, seven, eight things. And again, this is not me saying that I'm half-assing any of the shit that I do or any of the things that I do when it came to professional work for anyone. And I tried to put everything I had into every client job, every project. Now that I'm saying that out loud, that's tiring. Like that's mentally, mentally, I can't go there anymore because I need some of that mental bandwidth back from my kids and I can't give it to all the things that I'm doing. So always remember, less is more. The second topic I wanna jump into is that we are all different and that's okay. Multi-potentiality, that is what I am. I think another term for it is multi-passionate, multi-creative. I'm gonna read y'all the definition. The ability and preference of a person, particularly one of strong intellect or artistic curiosity to excel in two or more different fields. I used to just call it being a jack of all trades, but we know some people frown on that term, being a jack of all trades, master of none. But if you keep on going with the quote, it says jack of all trades, master of none, but it's better than one. I ain't gonna get into that right now. I feel like it's not bad to be curious and to be good at more than one thing. I mean, there's a lot of people in the world that we know that are that don't do just one thing. I feel like that's kind of how I've been looking at it wrong though. Like niching down doesn't mean, at least for me, the way I'm looking at it, I hope it's the same for you if you're trying to take advice away on this podcast. If you niche down, you don't have to give up everything. You don't have to do just one thing, but you can't, in my case, you can't do seven or eight things. You have to do like one or two. Like you have to pick something and, you know, kind of narrow your focus down on that. And I think that's where I'm at right now. And I kind of understand that. 
but it's it's really hard for someone like me who I mean I think I'm pretty good at a lot of different things that I make money with for my clients. They say you need to put in about ten thousand hours to become you know expert level at X Y and Z. I put in a lot of hours in everything that I do right now that I offer as a service for clients. So it ain't like I'm out here like dabbling in this i kind of do that like no like flying drones ten thousand hours real estate photography ten thousand hours wedding videography ten thousand hours like i really got i've just been doing so much for so long just trying not to i think drake said it. he was like you just keep going in the hopes that like you're getting it right while you're doing it i really just wanted to touch on that topic and say that we are all different and we don't have to just pick one thing you can be good at two things and you know Put that together. So the third topic I want to get into is there's an easier learning curve. Me and my best friend was just talking about this when I told him that I was about to decide to niche down. And if, if you guys know my best friend, his name's Scott, shout out Scotty B. He said something to me that really just kind of stuck with me. And I was like, whoa, he said, we don't even know how good you can be because you've never gave a hundred percent to, you know, just one thing. And when he said it, like he said it like nonchalantly, like, but me and him both know, like, that's, that's true. Like, what if I just did photo and that was it? Like a hundred percent of all my effort just doing photography. Or what if I just did videography, a hundred percent of all my attention, all my passion just pointed at that. What if I just flew drones and that was all I did? Who knows how good I could be? That's what he was saying. And I mean, he's right. Like, I don't even know how good I can be in any area because I can't give 100% in one area if I'm doing X, Y, Z. And that is true. That's not something that I think any hybrid creative or any uh, multi-passionate person can argue. Like, you can't give 100 in 10 different places. Like, you got to split it up. My thing was always like, well, I just didn't want to be boxed in, but that's not the case. It takes so much more time to learn a new skill or to learn skills in a different area when you're not focused on one thing. Maybe you don't agree with it. Maybe you did the same thing. Maybe you just did one thing. I'm not here to argue with how it should be done, but I do know now looking at it and, you know, telling you guys, talking about it on the podcast that having to learn how to go into do a real estate photography shoot is way different than me doing a wedding shoot. It's way different than sports photography. Even talking about those different three types of photography, wedding, sports, real estate, those are three different like photography muscles that I have to flex like when I'm in those situations. And that starts to take up a lot of like mental, I want to say mental bandwidth. I don't think I ever really felt the pressure of any of that. But now that I'm starting to want to have more time with my kids, my daughter, and like now that I'm getting more business savvy and running my production company with my wife, I'm starting to look at it like, wait, I am doing an enormous amount of skills that takes a lot of like, it takes a lot of thought. It takes a lot of process. It takes a lot of, um, it just takes a lot. So what if I did less? That'd probably give me more mental bandwidth back to have to focus on X or Y. And then I could also be a better father to Malia and Jada because I'm not so, you know, I'm not thinking about so many different things pertaining to, you know, X, Y, and Z. The learning process itself is something that I really did not like when I was in high school. When I got to junior college, shout out Arizona Western, that was the best time of my entire life. That's when I started to enjoy learning. Like I fell in love with like, okay, like I'm going to learn this because I'm interested in it. Like not because someone's making me do it. So now I'm that same way. Like 
I think I'm not the smartest cookie, but I think I'm also like, if I want to learn something, I just like focus in on it. I almost become obsessed with it. Like hyper fantasia. Like I just, I don't give up and I just, I don't want to lose neither. Like I'm competitive. You probably feel the same way. I mean, if you're listening to this podcast, you're definitely trying to learn. So I feel like learning is fun. And as a multi-passionate, multi-creative person that do a lot of different things, I'm always having to learn different things on the fly pertaining to whatever I'm doing. Most of the times it's fun to me. Like it never feels like work. It never feels like a chore. But after a while, it starts to add up. And that's when I'm starting to realize like, oh, learning HDR photography for real estate compared to learning flash photography for headshots compared to learning stopping the right shutter speed for sports photography, it's all different. So maybe if you just do one thing and you niche down, the learning curve is much easier than it would be if you did multiple things. Topic number four, communications. There's a saying that if you try to target everyone, you will end up talking to no one. I used to get that a lot. It's crazy because I've had, but like mentor business calls with like people that I admire and really respect. I would always hear the same thing like, hey, you need to focus on this, focus on that. And they were all right. Now, I've been moderately successful the way I've been doing things for almost the last decade, but I never just focused on like one or two things. Like it just, I couldn't bring myself to do it. It's really uncomfortable what I'm doing right now, talking to you guys on the podcast, on the, if you're watching this on YouTube, there's like an unknown that I haven't known before because I've done so many different things and I've actually successfully made most of those things work. But now it's like, all right, let's just focus on this and focus on this and push that as far as it can go. That's a different type of experience that I haven't experienced yet, but I know it will give me more clarity going forward, especially, you know, as a business owner to be able to do something like that. I'm building a website right now. It's so hard to like put copy on a website if you don't know like who you're talking to. And for me, it's tough because I do a lot of different things that people would probably want to pay me for and that I'm really good at that I could help them with. But I can't put wedding, real estate, drone pilot, host a podcast. I produce podcasts. <laughs> I'm a wild guy, man. I do a lot. But it's because I like I, I really do enjoy all of it. But I enjoy my kids more. And my time is the only thing that I can't get back. And I'm starting to realize that if I don't do this now, I won't be able to get the time back to give to my daughters and my wife and my family. So I mean, I got to make these changes. So now that I'm reading more books about entrepreneurs, founders, uh, people that I admire, Kobe, David Goggins, shout out Goggins, back on the log. Goggins back on the log. Gary Vanderchuk. I'm reading, I'm reading as many books, well, audiobook, I listen to the audiobook and then I buy the physical copy book because out of respect for the author. <laughs> Even that, like I'll buy an audiobook and then I'll buy the physical book because I wanna like I wanna have it one so that the author, like I wanna show them that I appreciate them. But the audiobooks let me listen to it faster. But I've been learning so many different things and taking in so much information. And a lot of it's the same. It's like you gotta be clear with your message and you gotta focus. Like I haven't had a target like a like a main target person because I do so many different things. So it's impossible to try to market to everyone because there's no way that you could be you. There's no way that you could like target everyone and have a service for everyone. It's just not, it's just not doable. And even if you do try to do it, which I've clearly been trying to do, it just takes a lot of work. There's an invisible cost, I think, that I've been paying for what I've been doing. And it's just now starting to add up as my daughter, Malia, she's my, old, my oldest daughter. She wants more time. And, I, and one thing that I do is give her my time 
anytime she wants my time. But that gets harder when I have a commercial that I'm, a broadcast commercial that I'm editing or a, you know, I got to get back to a client so I can respond first or, you know, these photos that I know are sitting on my uh, computer that I need to edit. But none of that, like that work stuff is important, but my priorities lie with my kids. So I need to be in a place where whenever she wants my time, I need to be able to give her my time. I can do better by not having those, you know, the, the photography, the photo edits, I can outsource that. There's smarter and more efficient ways to do what I've been pretty much just like forcefully pushing for the last couple of years. There's just like smarter ways to do it, but I just didn't know. You don't know what you don't know. For me, it was, I, I know work. I know how to work hard. I know how to not give up and I'm competitive. That's what's gotten me to where I am now. I'm starting to fall back into that dad role. I mean, I'm still a dog though. I'm still competitive. I still wanna, I still wanna be elite at what I do. But if I can probably just narrow that down, you got to believe in yourself before anyone else will. So you got to have the confidence to know that, okay, if I do this, I'm going to be good at this. Like, I'm, I'm not trying to say I'm trying to be the best. I'm trying to be the best to me. I'm trying to be the best version of myself in anything that I'm doing. But I can't do that if I'm doing 10 or 15 different things. So, you know, at some point you got to pick. And that's where I'm at right now. You might be in the same place. And last, but definitely not least, topic number five, goals become clear. I'm big on not having dreams. I mean, for kids, like kids should dream, but like a dream isn't real. You can't tangibly get to the end of a dream because you're going to wake up. With a goal, you can like, you can set a goal and hit a goal. I know there's different language. I've been learning a lot about it more. Like once you hit your goal, it's like, well, what's next? When you're setting a goal, that's something that you can work towards and it's real. Like step A, step B, step C gets you to your goal. Like that's something that you can tangibly do. When you have a lot of different things going on, it's hard to like know what the goal is or if you hit it. One of my biggest flaws as a creative for my personal brand is being consistent. With my clients, any work that someone pays me to do, I'm always consistent. I'm always on time. I always try to over deliver. Like I give 120%. There's no way to keep up consistency if the level of work that you have to do for something else keeps you from being consistent in another thing. And that's kind of what it's been for me. Once I niche down into what I'm going to do, like you know, what I'm going to pick to do and kind of move forward with that. It's going to make it so much easier to be consistent in everything because now it's like, I'm doing X, I'm doing Z. I record three podcast episodes. We schedule those out. And then the consistency becomes so much more effective for my brand. Consistency with my clients, that's always going to be there. I'm always going to deliver for my clients. I'm always going to deliver for my family. But I need to be consistent for me as well. And so do you. So I feel like picking a niche it does give you a certain aspect of, okay, I can be consistent because I'm just focused on this one thing. And that's something that I haven't had. So I'm super excited to see what that's like. If you made it this far, thank you so much for listening to the podcast. I appreciate you. If you could, please, the podcast right now, Let's Talk More Do, we are 25 reviews away from 100 reviews. Uh, it's not about the numbers, but I'm not going to say that it wouldn't be cool to be able to see that, you know, we have 100 reviews on a podcast that's, you know, it's just our little podcast with us creatives doing what we do. So I would appreciate that if you got time, drop me a review wherever you do that. And then also, please visit our Patreon community. That is a safe space for creatives that, that basically behind the scenes content a lot of other creatives in the space. And I get to post stuff on Patreon that I don't post, you know, anywhere else. I do a lot of behind the scenes of kind of showing my process. Even this right now, like my process of niching down, building my website, 
uh, managing this podcast better, hiring the team, all that's going to be on the Patreon. So if you're ever interested in seeing any of that behind the scenes, any of that exclusive content, and just joining a community of creatives that are like you, definitely come. It's a safe space. I mean, it's real laid back. So, you know, if you ain't got nothing else going on, come check us out on Patreon. Let's talk more do the podcast. I appreciate you. This is the podcast. Let's talk more do. I'm your host, Lamar Griffin. Peace.